0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it had come from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, And then, when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm hearing strange sounds. (laughs) So even before the beginning, God in His lovely trinity of divine persons, perfectly happy and joyful, and yet looking out into the nothingness beyond, God must surely have said, we need to create something here. And so God decided that it is time to start strewing stars and galaxies and planets all over the place to fill all that empty space. In one big bang of love, God, like a farmer sowing seeds in a field, is throwing out galaxies and stars and and nebulae and God knows what else to fill that emptiness, that nothingness, with the light of life, the light of love. After a short time, perhaps, or maybe a long time, who knows, God said, we need more than just galaxies and stars to fill this universe with life and with love. And so he says, we have all these dead planets floating around these suns. So let's just take one of them and let's cover it with clouds and let's put oceans there and we'll grow plants of all kinds on the land. Green plants and flowers and we'll create birds and there'll be animals and there'll be everything, it'll just be lovely. And God did all this out of sheer joy, generous beyond anything lavish in His giving of His very self in this creation of of this little planet filled with green and blue and white and life and love. And the thing about both creating the stars and the planets and the galaxies and creating life on one particular little planet is that God did it not out of need, God did it out of joy. Sheer giving of himself, without stinting, without being beggarly, without being penny pinching. He just gave and gave and gave. For the sheer joy of giving. Eventually, God says, that little planet down there needs more than just plants and more than just animals and more than just hummingbirds. It needs human beings too, created in our image, but each one being distinct, and beautiful in its own right. And so he created humanity and he filled the heart of humanity with the same gift that he himself had, the gift of loving generosity, to give without stinting, to give without grabbing hold, to give freely and joyfully just for the sake of giving. Well, as we all know, creating humanity was a mixed blessing. (laughs) Because, well, it didn't take long before we strayed from the way of self-giving, the way of generosity, the way of, of giving of ourselves out of sheer joy, not out of need. So God sent the Spirit into the hearts of all kinds of people, prophets and kings and princes and priests of all kinds, to give them a word to draw humanity back and to assure humanity that he was in love with us, and even more, that he would marry us, that he would celebrate a covenant of marital love with humanity through Israel forever and ever and ever, out of sheer generosity, not because he needed to, not because he needed to, but just out of love. And so it should come as no great surprise that in the Gospel of John, Jesus' first sign the first sign of his divinity, the first sign of his ministry, the first sign of his graciousness and his glory should be an act very much in tune with God's acts. In this story, it is remarkable that we have here Jesus doing something generous and gracious and good out of joy. Not because that groom and that bride needed more wine. You know, those celebrations were not just one day or one night. They lasted a whole week. And so we're probably up to the third or fourth or fifth day of this wedding celebration when the wine runs out. It could easily have been one of those moments where you say, sorry, no more wine, time to go home. There was no need for Jesus. No need for Jesus, no one needed wine at that moment. But Jesus gives them wine in abundance, overflowing out of the same spirit of self-giving generosity, unstinting love. The simple desire to see human beings rejoice and celebrate and be happy and to give of themselves. It's not because anybody was hungry or thirsty. Jesus does this remarkable deed of filling those six huge jars filled with the best wine imaginable just because he wanted people to be happy, to rejoice, to celebrate. And so it is with Jesus. In fact, all of his miracles, all of his healings, all of his great gifts that he shows forth are similar. They're the same kind of deeds. Jesus heals a leper not only to give that leper fresh skin because the leper needs that, but also so that the leper can go home and rejoice, so that the leper can live his life fully. It's a simple gift of grace and joy. Jesus offers to the leper or to the cripple or to the lame or to anyone in these Gospel stories over and over and over again. Like God Himself, Jesus is generous with His grace, lavish in His love and uncounting of whatever it is He gives to anyone because He simply wants to give them the fullness of God's grace, the fullness of God's love, the fullness of joy even here below on this earth of ours. And there is, of course, a great lesson in all of this for us. It is for us, too, one of the great challenges of our lives as followers of Jesus and believers in the God who created everything that is To also be likewise generous and gracious and lavish in our giving of ourselves. Whether it's in our marriage with our husband or our wife, our family, with our children, our church, with our fellow parishioners, whether it's with our community, whether it's with the poor, whether it's with the sick, it doesn't matter. All are deserving of our gracious and generous giving of ourselves not just because they need but because we want them to share in the joy of God and so when it comes to generosity when it comes to self-giving whether it's in our family whether it's in our marriage whether it's in our church whether it's in our civil society we are called to do it without counting the cost without being (laughs) sort of a penny-pinching about it. We are called to give of ourselves because that giving of ourselves foments and creates joy in the hearts of others and in ourselves. And that's how we show forth the glory of God in our own times, in our own place. That's our epiphany of God's grace and presence among us by giving not just because someone needs it, but by giving because it will bring joy to that other person and to us and to our world. This beautiful gift of God's lavish generosity from the moment of creation until this moment now is ours to share so that joy and happiness and celebration and fullness of heart as well as fullness of stomachs might be the hallmark of our lives on the face of this earth.